Joe's freaking auto! This, this is Brock and Salk. I don't read the internet, guys. Take the bull by the hands. On Seattle Sports. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. And Brooke Ward, you are. And Brooke, you are. Now here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Salk. That's fire! All right, here we go on our final day. No! It's our final day here in Peoria in the desert. Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports. On 710CLSports.com and the Seattle Sports application. You thought I was going to forget that it was a formal Friday. I would never do such a thing. It is, but uh, a sad formal Friday mm. as it is our last day here. Very, very, very sad. Now, that doesn't mean we don't have stuff left for you guys. We do. A couple more interviews coming today. If you missed Julio, he'll be on at 630. That was a highlight, the highlight of the week. 730, Dominic Canzone today. 8 o'clock, Ty France today. Jeez. At 830, if you missed any of this fantastic week, we'll go through the best things that we heard from all of the various interviews and everybody that we talked to. So that's coming up at 8.30. And don't worry, at 9 o'clock today, Brock Heward will give us a full-on yeah. body show observation list, which will be just, yeah. just awesome. We call it uh, the Buff Dudes Report. I don't call it the body show. Oh, no? Yeah, that doesn't sound quite right. No. Okay. Even on a loosey-goosey, you have formal Fridays, but you guys right. know what happens to me by Friday. Yeah, loosey. Yeah, it's going to be loose. What's well, happened to you all you week? Get, you get gross on Fridays. Yeah. That's true. What do you mean? What do you mean? Yeah, you know what I mean. He starts picking at his cubicles. <laughs> yes, just gross. that's an awesome really timer yesterday, Brock. <laughs> really gross cubicles. <laughs> I got a call from uh, Miss Cangiano yesterday. Like, did she Brock? Like that? Did Brock actually say cubicles? Yeah, I did. Like, I'm yeah, sorry. he 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 really he doesn't know what cubicles are. I know. Also, like... didn't know what cubicles were. <laughs> when we asked that. Maybe more disturbing. A <laughs> uh, couple of really cool moments yesterday jumped out to me, um, and it was kind of after the show and the in between time between the show and the game. And just had an opportunity to be around here. And we had some guests. My parents were in yesterday. You guys heard my dad on uh, doing Ranked. And he was very proud of himself afterwards. Although he thought we were a little hard on him. Mm. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. I said, well, you know, you're kind of a veteran now. Like, yeah. training wheels are Expectations off. are higher. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're not just going to affirm just to affirm. Right. Yeah. yeah it's time it. for you to step up. And he brought it. Yeah. So, um had the opportunity. Brock Brock just goes wherever he wants here. He doesn't listen or care about mm-hmm. much of anything. So he brings my parents and me, which was nice, into uh, the hitting cage area. I don't know whether we're supposed to be there or not. Right. But Julio was getting after the traject machine. That's yes. the thing that imitates whatever pitcher you want it to. Yes. And remember, oh, you haven't heard this yet because Dominic Canzone's going to tell us at 730 in an interview we taped that they're actually using slightly softer balls for that now, which is cool. Anyway, so we're watching him in there. Yeah. And it was awesome. Yeah. First of all, his hand seems just fine. <laughs> I think he's going to be just fine. He's back in the lineup. Tomorrow is the plan. Mm-hmm. You know, he said he was just a little sore from using a different bat with a different knob. He looked just fine. Yes, he did. Let me uh, add a couple quick details to that said story because your father said, is it possible to see this traject machine? I mm. said, absolutely, it's possible. After your incredible ranks, one of the best I've ever heard in my life. And my mom's brownies. Yes, and your mom's brownies, which were the best in my years here. So, yeah, we walked back there, and it just so happened that Julio was hitting. Yeah. And he said, oh, Jane's got to see this. I got to get Jane for this. Yeah. And he came back out and hooted at Jane. Well, no, he didn't just hoot. He was like, Jane, come here. And my mom was like, what? And he goes, and then he does the thing where he's like kind of like mad. No, yes. Dad, would you tone it he down? He thought time was of the essence. I right. know, but it was a lot. Sure. <laughs> so then you guys stroll in, you and uh, Mora yeah. and 
you know, Larry and I. And, and then, I immediately was like, Brock, did you check if we're allowed back here? <laughs> right. And I no, said, it's no. better to ask for forgiveness for right. crying out loud. And uh, and what did Jane Salk do the minute she came through the curtain and saw Julio in there? the sweetest thing. Oh. She, like, Larry pointed and said, look who's in there. And she immediately clutched her heart. <laughs> I was like, that as, is the most adorable do. thing. Uh, my mom really loves Julio. She's yeah. got a bunch of Julio gear. Yes. She loves Julio. Once she finally got over the fact that she could say his name, remember she there was a period where she was worried she was going to say Julio mm-hmm. because she knew someone named Julio or <laughs> right, something. And I was like, right. yeah, mom, it's Julio, like everyone else named Julio. Yes. So anyway, she's good on him now. Yeah. She was amazed. Now, yeah. you did you leave at some point, Brock? When Julio no, hit his last one. Yeah, I was there. His last ball that he hit. According to the little estimation, well, on it. can you share this? I don't care. I'm going to. I don't care. It was ridiculous. Those are rebels. Mm-hmm. According to the numbers that flash up on the screen after the swing, he hit the ball 120 miles an hour, 508 feet. Yes, <laughs> oh, that's it. Yes, <laughs> it sounded like it too. It what? did. It sounded like that guy I played golf with last week shot something. Yeah, it was so loud. Yeah, and it was. 508 estimated feet away. Was it up the middle, too? Just no. Straight? It, lo- it would look like your drive the other day. Oh, left sweet. center. Left yes. center. Deep. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Upper yeah. tank. And yeah. that, yeah. too, left uh, his peers in there just kind of like, come on. That's just Because I watched whoever was going right. after him, and they made some good, solid contacts. Canzone, well, I believe. Yeah. No, it was somebody else after okay. Canzone. It was like, that's oh, 100 miles an hour. Those sure. machines, 98 too, miles you said, like, they're kind of, there's some of those are estimates, but yeah. that speed, and that stuff's not. Like, yeah, those I mean, are really, that's a real number. 900, you know, 98 miles an hour, 102. Like, okay, yeah, those are, those are barreled up. Those are good hits. 120. Just different. <laughs> yep. What do you mean 120? Dude, it's just different in every way. Pretty cool. That was a pretty cool moment. So that was great. But that paled in comparison. To what, what happened next? Yes. Yes, yeah, so we came out here, and, and my buddy Joel was in with his kid Jackson and Savannah. And Jackson's like a 10-year-old baseball player, catcher, plays a little third, a little first. Mm-hmm. And I walked by Perry Hill. It's just like, hey, Perry, quick piece of advice for a fourth grader? And he's like, oh, hold on. He gets down real wide. Like, you got to get wide. We take your grandpa. You got to get wide. And he showed him, like, why you get wide. And he spent, I don't know, a couple of minutes just showing it to him, which was really, really nice. Really cool. Anyway, we go on our way, and he goes to work. And Perry starts, you know, really working on this wall with Jorge Polanco. And they were working on backhands for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, what it looks like backhand at second base and how that functions. And even going into a double play flip. And it was great. And Polanco, which is so cool for a guy who's been around as long as he has, was listening and engaged and involved in it. And, you know, it was, it was a legitimate lesson like a kid might take. Yes. But for a six, seven-year Major League veteran yes. who was perfectly happy to learn and get better and, and learn from Perry. Anyway, we're watching this thing, and Perry points at Jackson, and he's like, hey, you see this is what we're doing here? Jackson's like, uh, I guess. <laughs> he's like, when we're done, I'm going to show you. Anyway, he finishes up. He spent 15 minutes yes. just giving this kid a lesson. Now, yes. that was cool, and Jackson was into it. At one point, he was lying on top of him, trying to show him oh, yeah, leverage and this I and did that. ask Brock about that. Yeah. He goes, you guys say I'm bad with the kids I train. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and Perry's so excited. But I could hear what he was – He was. it was some sort of lesson. I could hear him explaining it. It was on leverage. Yes. It was all about how if you, if you oh. lay down and push up, you don't have a lot of leverage. But if you are standing and can use okay. your whole body, oh, yeah. and it was all about getting behind the throw. 
grow so that you can really, you know, put some I mean, zip on the I also noticed you know, Larry Salk taking vigorous notes. Well, that's what I was going to say, because <laughs> yes. what I should have asked was... Because the rest of the story... <laughs> what I should have asked was not, do you have some advice for a fourth grade baseball player? What I should have asked was, do you have any advice for a 75-year-old <laughs> softball player? Yep. Because my dad was... I mean, he basically, Salk. like, Salk. was involved Salk. in it. He was... It was he could do a hundred <laughs> ranks with us. He could he could watch Julio hit. That was mind blowing. Yeah. To the point that when we came out here and I grabbed my backpack to leave, I saw him demonstrating to Jane. Yeah. Jane. Well so my whole life. I have been thinking you take a ground ball like this. Right. And he's getting down and in position. Yeah, he is worried that he's taking a ground ball now too deep <laughs> yes. into his in between his legs. But the best part is I get back to to the house last night, talk to them for a little while, and my dad's like, And Jane's tossing balls on the wall. <laughs> to my dad <laughs> for an hour and a half just so he can work yes. on it. Now he's like, you know, that was just amazing. I can't believe it. That guy, and they was so nice and just thinking about it, and I you know, maybe I've been taking this ground ball thing wrong. Anyway, then he's like and then, like, you know, all the stuff he had about how to throw and thumbs sure. down, he's like, I mean, I feel like I do that anyway. <laughs> of course. And I was like, so I just want to be clear. He just worked with Jorge Polanco, who's a major league second baseman and has been in the league for, what, six, seven years? And Jorge was willing to learn and try to figure out how to do this exactly six, seven, right. Sure. Longer, longer but at 75 years old yes. of yeah. a softball player. Yeah. You have it all figured Did out. Did you notice that Bones' glove has a gold patch on it? Because he has so many gold glovers who have learned well, from I it. Well, I kind of just do that naturally. I just, like, I just feel like that's just naturally what you do. Thumbs down, then you throw. Jeez, like, Dad. Like, I'm, glad, I'm glad you already had this whole thing figured, figured out. out. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, it is so sad to be leaving here mm. today. It has been a fantastic trip. I'm We've like had getting a blast. nostalgic. I'm taking videos oh. of the sunrise already. Oh, oh. Oh, let's can, not everybody leave. can. I'm posting it right now. Brock, let's not leave. Instagram. Let's do a full month. Full month. Say it every year. Perfect. Let's do a full month. Kathy, where are you? Let us come down here for a full month. Enough of this one week garbage. Ms. Shannon's here for the can month. Can we bring dogs next time? Yes. Like we yes. can just bring Bruin yeah, and Gertie. Bring Bruin. Bring Gertie. Yeah, Brock can bring kids or whatever he wants to bring. Molly. I mean, Jessica whatever. can bring Betsy. Well, let's not, yeah, right. let's not get carried away. <laughs> All right, we'll come back with everything you need to know. And then Julio Rodriguez at 630 Brock and Salk. Seattle Sports on 710CLSports.com. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Well, it's another pretty good day at the office for the frontline Mariners anyway, led by Bryce Miller, who was pretty sharp in his two innings. He did allow a run, but he was hitting 97, a couple of strikeouts. I thought he looked pretty good. And it's just a reminder, this team will keep coming at you with pitching this year, yes. right? It's going to be Luis, and then it's George, and then it's Logan, and then it's Bryce, and then it's Brian, and then maybe Emerson, and all the guys in the pen. They really do. They, they come at you in quite a, quite a significant way. Uh, it wasn't just watched... Uh, uh, Andres Munoz yesterday, 101, and it looked like he was just playing catch. First appearance of the spring, no problem. Scott Service, pretty impressed with the whole group. Uh, Bryce Miller, outstanding. Uh, really happy with uh, what that looked like today. All of his pitches going. He threw four or five of the new pitch. The split finger I thought was, was pretty good. So uh, good sign there. I thought uh, Munoz looked fantastic. I mean, that's about as good as we've seen. That's midseason form right there uh, with his stuff. I think, uh, you know, Cody Bolton, um, the guy that newly acquired 
kind of get a feel for what he brings was, was really good as well, obviously. Uh, home runs, uh, Cole Young. Uh, he does much better in the game than he does in the morning meetings. So uh, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Wow. Well, shots fired at young Cole Young. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was cool to watch Bryce yesterday, and then I went back and watched just a couple minutes with the pitching ninja, and the whole concept of tunneling, right, and getting that that fastball that we know has all those RPMs and rise, and if you can get that on the plane out of your hand with that that splitter yesterday that just dove. And yeah. what, what was he supposed to throw? Three or four of them? And he threw five in that second inning because I think he just wanted to see that mix and, and how those hitters would react to it. Fun. Yeah, they couldn't really react to no, it. No, they really could not. Uh, home runs also for Brian Anderson uh, who went the other way. Cade Marlowe hit a home run. And then the kids came out. You talked about Cole Young. Johnny Formello was out there. Another one of last year's first round picks. He had a hit in the game. So, uh, yeah, a lot to be excited about where this team is going. Here's the second thing you need to know. I don't understand this. I'm trying to make, can you help me make sense of this report? Jordan Schultz yesterday reporting the Seahawks made a commitment to Geno Smith for the 2024 season, telling him he'll be under on the roster under his current contract. Didn't yeah. they already do that like a couple weeks ago? Yeah. What is different? I think just the premise of you're not going anywhere. You're not going to get traded. Right, the, the talk, and, and Brady had talked about that with the first step of his contract that, yeah, you're going to take this first step of it. You're going to guarantee this first chunk of it a few days after the Super Bowl, but that doesn't mean he's going to be here. There is still possibility of moving him. Well, once they convert so they're, they're not trading him. That's right. I think they just, that's, I think that should have been the report. That should have been the headline. Okay. CX are not going to trade Geno. He is going to be on the roster in the fall and more than likely can go into the season as the well so what's the deal then with drew lock because by all accounts they are still looking pretty heavily at all of these quarterbacks ian rapaport says they met with drake may and Jaden daniels can they get either of those two guys probably not but we know that john's been kind of enamored with this class he said that a few times he did explain why they have some of these meetings at the combine we have to be ready for anything. You know, we don't know if there a certain trade will go down or if something happens. I mean, got you've seen you guys have seen players fall in the past, and you've seen teams be able to jump up and have successful trades moving up into the top ten to grab guys. And yeah, so you just have to be prepared for everything and, and not just rule players out. Like, hey, we're not we're never going to be able to draft that guy. Now, there's a couple of players in here. We're kind of like, okay, well, we're probably not going to have a shot at that guy. But we do study him. We do talk to him. We do get to know him as much as we possibly can without. You know, going over the top with it, but we you, you, see, you, have, you have to know every player as much as you possibly can, and not not take any shortcuts. That was yesterday on with Wyman and Bob and their weekly John Schneider show leading mm -hmm. up to the draft. Yeah, you do. You want to do all your due diligence, not just for that war room and draft day, but years later when Luke Jokel is a free agent and he was a top 10 pick in the draft and you have at yeah. least some background for him. I'm so glad they spent that time. Yeah, a couple little notes on the combine, by the way. Marvin Harris initially reported was not going to go, and then our buddy Albert Breer said, no, 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 he's going to go. He's just not going to work out. He's going to do the meetings and everything else. Well, Marvin did not show up for his presser. So, uh, once again, just kind of... <laughs> Holding the cards, and I'm going to do what I want to do. And along those lines, good old Caleb Williams said, I'm not doing any of your medicals. I'm not doing any of your physicals. I'm not doing any of that stuff. So power play at the very top of the draft. We'll see how it all shapes out and up. 
Here's the third thing you need to know. Speaking of power plays, the Kraken got a goal on the power play in the third period to seal the win. Played a little D last night, too, in front of Philip Grubauer, who recorded a shutout against a pretty good Pittsburgh team. It was Wenberg who put the icing on the cake. Earlier, Oliver Bjorkstrand with a goal as well. You don't have to run through the end boards, but somebody has to put a hat on somebody. Morgan now gets it again. A shot pinballing off Wenberg. They score! Oliver Bjorkstrand! You can cue the maestro at the right time! <laughs> I like that he calls him the maestro. Great call, as always, from John Forslund. And uh, they get a win. Uh, they still remain seven points out of a playoff spot, yeah. but is... So man, it's so frustrating how as soon as you want to write this team off, they come back and win. What is this like? Four out of five, five out of six, something like that. This uh, they just they this, won't they won't quit, but then they're not that good. No, really well, annoying. this specific division is just I know brutal. I know. I know. Mean, Vancouver and Vegas and Edmonton and L.A. and now you tied with Calgary, as you said, with sixty three points, and now you've got about twenty three games to go, and that's not insurmountable. No, but you better play some really good you hockey. Stack a lot. Don't worry about those Cougs, Brock. Down twelve to USC. They came roaring back to get a win yesterday. Kudos to them. And then Caitlin Clark announced she is going to the WNBA. She made the announcement to, I guess, alleviate any distraction the rest of the year. I don't know about Darren Ravel's response yesterday. Uh-oh. What did he do? Real headline. She's giving, like, passing on $750,000 a year. It's like, well, maybe. Yeah. But can't she still get endorsements once yes. she's there? I mean, like, she's not getting money. Correct. She'd be just fine. And also, why say that? Yeah. Like, why go there? It just didn't seem to be necessary. Yeah. There's nothing more she was going to do in Iowa. Right. I mean, she could have set a mark that would never be broken in the history of women's basketball if she stayed for another year, the extra COVID year that she would have had. But I think she has been there. I think she has done that. And I think she will probably do pretty well endorsement-wise. I think she'll be the number one overall pick. Uh, I would put some good hard shekels on that yes pretty good all right there you go that's everything you need to know quarter past every hour here on the brock and sulk show it's our last day in the desert we're very sad um thank you i guess to alaska airlines not just i guess i mean what a what a phenomenal week it's been here and they hook us up they get us down here just love having that partnership and they do have daily non-stops from both uh, to both phoenix and tucson from seattle so make sure that you come down here at some point and enjoy some time in spring yes justin can i help yeah. you yeah what do you need something Jeez. you came flying onto the mic I'm so sorry i thought it was turned off oh, yes. okay is there something important uh julio rodriguez he's pretty important Yes, he's the biggest reason they came that we came down here. We want to make sure we sat down with Julio. He was on time yesterday. He was engaged. He was thoughtful. He was charismatic. He was everything that makes him Julio Rodriguez the superstar. And you'll hear from him coming up next. This, this is Brock and Saul. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. One thing we wanted to do here more than anything else, and that is sit down with a guy joining us right now across the table, Julio Rodriguez. Good morning, Julio. Hey, how are you? Good morning, guys. Really good. Really good. God, Thank you for having me it here. It is so good to see you, Siri. Seriously, how uh, how was the Super Bowl? Uh, it was really fun. It was really fun. How did like, that come about? Uh, Gatorade, honestly. Yeah, they were the one that, that hooked it up. They were the one that kind of said, okay, we got 
We got a little sweet out there, so come join us. They, so they invited you. You don't have to ask. They're just like, hey, you want to come so, to the Super Bowl? So that's how it works. Right. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure whether you, you know, hey, I'd like to go to the Super Bowl. Could you hook me up? Sure. So they wanted you there. Yeah, they they, they were the ones that said, I said, okay, if you have that space for me, I would definitely gladly join. You ever, you ever been to a World Series to watch? I haven't. I haven't been, been able to watch it. Would you would you do that? Like going to a Super Bowl to see it at kind of the biggest spectacle? Would you ever want to do that, or nah, just wait wanna, till you play? I want to play in a World Series. I don't want to like go watch a World Series. You didn't find Taylor Swift while you were there, did you? I mean, she was probably in the suite somewhere <laughs> out there. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the smile's so great. Uh, all right, let's talk some baseball. Let's uh, let's start with last year, and then we'll kind of get to where we are now. How how was it? What did you learn about yourself and about the game last year? I mean, I just I would say a lot. I wouldn't go like a lot into detail. But obviously, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that happened. Like I said the other day, like a lot of people might not see, but obviously, I'm the one like kind of like experience it all. And I feel like I learned a lot. I feel like I learned a lot, even though like I was able to put up a decent season, even though like I was going through a lot of things. It just it was it was good. It was a good learning experience for me. And like I said too, it just it's gonna it's gonna serve me well for for the rest of my career. And like just to be able to like know how to prepare, know how to do like a lot of the things that maybe like held me down a little bit last year. That I feel like that's that's what's gonna like be able to separate me along the road. When you say that you were going through some things last year from the outside, we try to guess what's going on, right? Because we see you and. I'm going to use the word struggling in quotes. You were struggling for Julio for a little bit during the year, and we wondered anyway if there was some extra pressure on you, the All-Star game being here and all the kind of added responsibility that gets thrust on a star player who's got something like that at home in his backyard. Was that challenging at all? Uh, I wouldn't say challenging. I feel like there was just a lot of things that came even before that, but that's just kind of part of the game, you know. I feel like you, you can say, like, pressure. You can say, oh, he was maybe trying too hard or things like that. But I just feel like there are things that could lead to that, not just a moment itself. Because if you see at my rookie year, the same situation that I was doing, doing, I came up in the, my second year, and, like, I was doing just fine. And a lot of people, I feel like, just forget that. But, you know, that's kind of how it is. If you don't you don't remember what's in the past. Even 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 me, you always trying to get better. But a lot of people forget that in like the same situation. I was just coming through every single time. And it got to the time that let's say we would start the game, it will be alright. But then once it we get down to the wire, then I will always come through. So I feel a lot of people forget that, but it's fine. We always gonna keep building on on that and like it's okay. We're gonna give them new memories. But yeah, that's kinda how that's kinda how it is. How big was the baseball in August? It was the same size, but I just feel like I was able to see it a little bit better. Are you sure? Uh, it looked like it might have gotten bigger for a few might be, weeks. It might be a little bit brighter, but I don't know about that. What, what is that like when you get locked in like that? What does it feel like? It just feels like everything that you actually were were working on is actually paying off. And that's kind of how I see it. I feel a lot of guys, they just don't know how to explain it. But for me, it was like everything I was working on, everything that I wanted to put myself in the position for, it was it was working, you know. It was actually I was actually getting what I wanted in like those situations, you know. I was actually like putting myself in that right position to be able to perform, and I thought that's what was happening in August, and that's what I'm looking forward to to keep keep working on and keep doing this year. You hear athletes say, "I was just in the zone." A basketball shooter, right? And the hoop, yeah. and the hoop looks enormous. Or watch this guy on a golf course, oh, and, it's, yeah. and it's just like, man, there's yeah. just you know right where it's going every time you hit it. Yeah, right out of bounds. When when you're in that stretch as you were in August, 
does it feel like you're quote unquote in the zone? I want to say it again. I just feel like the things that I was preparing for yeah. were coming alive in the game. You know, the things that I was just doing behind the scenes were coming alive in the game because it wasn't just like I was waking up and just going to the, you know, going to bad second and then just go out there and go four for four. It was sure. not like that. So it definitely felt like everything was just kind of clicking at the, at the right moment. Are those mental or physical things or, or both? I feel like it will be a little bit of both. You know, I feel like I feel like once you put yourself in a good position, I feel like everything just look a little bit more clear. And that's what you're talking about, that the ball looks a little bit bigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're talking to Julio Rodriguez. I wanted to ask you about some of the guys that help you get there. And I know you got a fantastic group here with the Mariners, but you also have some folks that you've been working with outside of the team for years. And I think I have the names right. Oswaldo Diaz, right, yeah. who's your hitting Over. coach. Tell me about him, and I want to ask you about Yo Murphy as well, but tell me about Diaz. I mean, Ovi, man, like, for the people that know him, they know that he just, he's different, man. He's different. He's just somebody that he will get to the court to you. He will, like, like clean your thoughts out. He will, like, always, like, kind of not say the right thing, but even if you don't like it, he will tell it, say it to you, you know. I feel like I don't have people in my corner that will sugar court things, you know. I feel like I'm well used to it, like kind of growing up that two people tell me things straight up and I feel like he's somebody that will always be real for you. He will always be in your corner, no matter how up, no matter how down you are. And like he will always go out there and show out, you know, for you. And like show up for you. And I feel like that's something that I really appreciate about him. And uh, I will never take it for granted because I feel like you got a lot of people that we try to say a nice thing to you or we say, try to turn like make it feel good for you. Mm-hmm. And like for him, I look at him with so much respect because he will always just tell me things straight up. He will always just try to like, obviously like get me from whatever bad situation or like struggle situation, like whatever it is that I need that I cannot figure out for myself at the moment. I feel like he's one of the, the first guys that will always be hitting me up or like will always be like, okay, like, I'm here for you. And like he will let me know that I'm here for you no matter what, no matter if it's good, no matter if it's bad. It's cool. A year ago, we sat here and asked you a whole lot about handling all the attention. And to your point, everybody wanted a piece of you. And, and you know, we've chatted. I was around Peyton Manning for a couple of years, worked with him. And his circle got smaller and smaller like he, because everybody wants a piece of him and everybody wanted to be around him. As you navigated that last year, do you feel more comfortable? I feel a lot more comfortable now. You know, I feel like I'm definitely like prioritizing that my mm-hmm. time. You know, I'm definitely prioritizing like my own schedule, and I feel like that's a, that's one of the things I feel like I can share here that it definitely was was huge for me that I learned last year because at the end of the day, not everybody really is gonna understand that. You know, like like I kind of been saying a little bit, it's like I'm walking with these shoes, and I feel like I know what it feels like to be able to have to prioritize myself. And like, while a lot of people want me to perform out there, you know, so they don't understand what it feels like to actually focus on your stuff and like (laughs) get ready. It's time management, really, It's time management. It's time management, but it's also being able to say no. Mm -hmm. As a young guy, I mean, Kyle (laughs) was here yesterday, right? And he's like, man, I remember first camp, I'm saying yes to everything. I'm I'm everywhere, I'm doing every, right? Because you just want to build that equity. And then when you get to certain levels, you think, oh, it should be easy to say no. Why can't you just say no? Like It's not that easy. Especially when I feel like I'm getting more comfortable, like I said, but especially when the other person just don't see it or mm-hmm. don't understand it. In a way, you could, you could say it's a little bit disrespectful of them to not like trying to put themselves in your shoes. It's like I don't just come out here and just go to the field. I feel like there's a lot of things behind the scenes that you got to get ready for. Yeah. You got to hit your training room. You got to hit your weight room. You got to go to your cage work. 
you gotta like take care of a lot of little things that matter for you, matter for your game, matter for the team, matter for your teammates. So I feel like that's a lot. Why a lot of people don't see that happens behind the scenes. It's sad a little bit. I mean, there's it an element really. of it that's sad. And I remember when you first, when we first got to meet you a couple of years ago, and you were a rookie, and you know the smile, and you're so happy, and everyone's going, "God, I hope that lasts." Because we've seen so you many were sitting in the stands at the game. Right. Exactly. We've just we've seen <laughs> yes. it with athletes before, where yep. at the beginning everything is easy, and then unfortunately they do get you know everybody who wants a little piece of them, and it adds up, and then they have to start saying no more often, and and they can become. I don't know if the word is jaded or hardened, hardened or mm-hmm. frustrated with sort of the whole situation. And I just remember us talking, God, I'm really rooting for him because the smile is so great and he seems so happy. And it, it does feel a little sad that you have to say no to people along the way because I'm sure that's not who you are. No, definitely. But like at the same time, I got I to gotta prioritize what is the best for me and right. this whole group. And like for our whole goal that we have, because I would love to just hang out out here with every single fan, sign for all the kids, you know, like kind of like encourage them to keep like growing, learning, and all those things. But at the same time, I got I I got something to do here, you know, like and that's kind of the reality of it. Even though like people will get a little bit mad and things like that, but I feel like eventually. My hope is that they understand why I'm doing it, you know. Did you talk to Ichiro about it? I know we asked you about this last year, and we couldn't help but notice you playing catch with him yesterday because he's the only one here who has to really understand what it's like to have that many people. And he said no to every interview request for the entirety of his career, so he's good at saying no. <laughs> Did you Do you talk to Ichiro about that stuff? I definitely talk about a lot of different things with Ichiro, honestly, about that or about baseball or about Japan or about whatever. Like, I feel like we always talk about so many different things. And that was something that, like, I will always say, like, he always told me, like, the view of people, they can change towards you, but the view of yourself would, can never change. So I feel like that's, what, that's something that allows me to say no and, like, prioritize what I, what I like to do. And what I like to do the most is playing this game and like be able to do it at the highest level I can. How about from a pure baseball perspective? An area of focus for you this offseason? Hitting, throwing, moving, an area you really watched yourself last year and like, okay, I want to go to work on this? I mean, like a lot of people say, like, or like a lot of people know to say like that. I'm always the type of person that we always try to grow my game as a whole. You mm. know, I feel like there is always room to get better everywhere. There's this hitting throwing, like the way that I'm moving, like all those little things. I feel like I'm somebody that will always go out there and try to grow my game, man. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm somebody that's really honest with myself in the things that I need to get better. And like I said, I don't have people that wish to get caught for me, and I don't need that either. So I feel like we always focus on getting better mm-hmm. in every single aspect of my game. How hard is it to stay within yourself? We always hear uh, not to swing for the fences, not to try to pull everything, try to go to right center. It sounds so easy to say, right? <laughs> just go to right center, Julio. Yeah. What are you doing out there? Just hit it the other way. Yeah, come on, just go the other way. This yeah. guy's throwing 102 with a you know yeah, ridiculous a slider. Sinker, was, yeah, slider. just go the other way, Julio. What's your problem? How 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 do you train yourself to be able to do that? I just try to stick into your strength. I feel like that's the best way that you can do it. Stick into your strength. And, and, and what is your strength? Um, I feel like obviously, like for everybody, stay in the middle or stay with your plan. You know, it doesn't have to be always the middle, but like stay with your plan and building, building like a good plan. Like I, t- like we were talking in August, I feel like I was building the right plan and like things were getting a little bit more clear. So, you know, like we always talk, there is the world of things or whatever, but that's fine. But uh, yeah, just kind of staying within yourself is the best way to do it is by staying with your plan. How important is April? 
How important is getting off to a, a good start for you, for this team? That's kind of the one area the last couple of years that, and the weather's hard and all that stuff. And Scott told us, hey, we talk about that. We're, we don't duck, you know, tough circumstances. But how critical will April be individually and collectively? I feel like not just April, every single month. You know, every mm-hmm. single month is going to be important for, for us. And I feel like to focus in that is going to be huge because, I mean, we're outside, like one game, two game out, you know, like – it hurts in a way to be able to play for something the whole year and mm-hmm. then just kind of like slip through our hands. So I feel like every single month is going to be important and every single game. When the way that I view it too and something that I was, that I thought about this offseason, like time will pass, you know. doesn't matter if it's going to be 120 games, 200 games, whatever it is. Like the days are just going to pass. So I feel like how you take advantage of those days. And I feel like that's kind of like the whole why I think – a lot of us will focus on, you know, like even though if it's a long season, even though if we got time or whatever it is uh, we, might, we might be thinking, it's just like time will pass. How you take advantage of that time? And that's what's going to really separate. Speaking of time, when we were here last year, we were talking a lot about the new clock and the new rules mm-hmm. and how it was going to affect the game. And, and I was actually reading through some of your interviews from last year saying, hey, I'm excited about it and it's going to be quick and everything else. How, a, a year later, how much did it affect the game? What did you make of, of the clock and all the new rules in, in the uh, game last year? For me, you know, at the end, I got I got used to it. But in the beginning, it was it was a little hard for me to find my routine, my rhythm into, like, going to the play. Even, even though, like, people might not see that. But for a lot of us, we have our own tempo. We have mm-hmm. our own routine. We have, our like, a lot of little things that kind of get us to get in, the, in that right mindset. And I feel like it was a little tough for me to get used to the clock and you find my rhythm within it and like you can feel rushed you can feel rushed and you can feel unprepared once you step on the play because you feel like oh what i used to do a year ago when i had my own time now i cannot do it now i gotta do a little bit faster now i gotta be worried about what time in the clock is at and all those little things that they can definitely affect your game a little bit it's all about time management that's going to be yeah. the theme so of the day. Yeah. Man, it feels, um, Salk and I have said this, Amora and Justin, gosh, there's a lot of new faces. <laughs> Guys are walking in on these doors. I'm like, is that, uh, is that <laughs> Jorge? Is that, you know, who's, who's that over there? Does it feel new to you? I, th- I think, what, almost 50% of this roster, yeah. uh, when it comes to the 26th man, will be new compared to not being here last year at spring training. Does it feel new to you? I mean, it is new, but I feel like a lot of the guys I've seen them or play against them or, like, kind of saw them at some point in the... Through the years. Through the years. Mm-hmm. I feel like it is new, but at the same time, it's kind of familiar. You kind of, I feel like, in a way, you can tell what you're going to get throughout the year. Mm. So, I'm excited. I'm a little, I'm excited about it and see how everything's going to play how out. How about this new offensive coordinator? I'm excited about that. Football guys like offensive coordinators. You know, the minute that that happened with Brant Brown is you've started to talk to him and this plan starts to go in place over the next month or so. Will we see that as fans, as viewers of the game? Like, whoa, this is a new little offensive system they got going. I think that's going to be a really huge help for us. Hmm. It's going to be a really huge help for us because uh, he's, I, I'm, I've been talking to him a little bit, you know, whenever, whenever I'm, I'm in the cage. Obviously, like, I'm, I've been a little bit backed out because of my hand or whatever but that's that doesn't really matter um but i think he's gonna be a really huge help for us he has a really good like head on his shoulder he has a really good like thought process for things mm-hmm. and he, he he i like his focus you know it's not about doing other flashy things but doing what we really need to do the most to win the ball game which at the end of the day that's what is going to matter the most and if you're able to help your team win 
you're going to do every single thing you can to have that great year that you're looking for. I mean, we're not going to see you bunt, though. Uh, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. I'm back of surprise. Yeah, man. how is the hand? It's but, actually good. Yeah. yeah, it's actually good. And, like, it was just, like Scott was saying earlier, like, I just swung a lot. I swung a lot this offseason. Mm. I've kind of been ramping it up. And I, I used some different knobs here because my other bats were not here yet like my training bats and that kind of like affected a little bit more kind of like flare up See a different knob as i said on the bottom yeah on the bottom yeah. because i didn't have my training bats here that ones that i'm used to swing mm. so it just kind of like flare up a little bit but it's nothing like that i was worried about to begin with but when we saw the doctor everything like he said okay like no you're good it just you just need to dial back a little bit and like just let it recover because yeah, none of us were worried either. Right? Yeah, yeah no, no, nobody, nobody, was nobody here was. <laughs> no one in Seattle was worried at all. Everyone yeah. felt totally fine with it. Yeah, no, it was it was funny yeah, to see like you know a lot of people you kind of like yeah oh my god whatever, but you know, I'm good. There's right? a lot riding on you. There's yeah. a lot you know a lot, they need you. You're a huge part of this thing. I'll and that's, be there. And that's one of the reasons I'm sure Scott came to visit you in Florida this off season. We've heard a little bit about his world tour and going to the. Uh-huh. Dominican to see Luis and going to see you and talking to Cal and visiting Logan, all of it. What was that? What was that conversation like with Scott when he came to visit you? And what did it mean to you? I mean, it meant meant a lot, you know, like just like for him to show the level of respect and like for what I do, for what we're doing here. And like just to feel that we have that good connection, you know, and that we were able to talk and just of on a different setting. I I think it's going to be really good for also for our relationship as a player and manager. What does dad wear when he comes and visits you? Huh? Poppy, what does he wear? What is, uh, does he? I mean, he had this his nice little stuff, so it was good. <laughs> you know, good. I, I wear the same thing. Do <laughs> you take him out at night, or is that just a daytime only? Um, it was a, it was daytime, but he he came and ate at my place, so that's cool. Yeah, really, really cool. How do you feel about the off season and, and the direction the team is going right now? I feel good. I feel good. I feel like we're we're. We're in a really good spot. We're in a good spot, and I think that a lot of people here in this team and with the players that we have, they know what we need to do. You know, everybody knows themselves, and they know what we need to do. You've played two seasons, and each of them have ended a little bit differently, right? You had the thrill of the playoffs and Cal's home run and then going to Toronto and the, you know, unfortunate, incredibly long, frustrating end to that game at home against Houston. And then last year, you know, falling just short, a game or two short of Houston and, and Texas. What did you, how did you feel in those moments, especially last year as the season was coming to an end? I mean, there is more to do. That there is more to do. That's kind of how I feel. And like, I feel like that's not a secret for for anybody. Or if it's a secret, like, I just I want to win. You know, that's just the plain and simple like that. I want to win and I want to do whatever needs to be done to win. And there is more to do that's how i felt mm-hmm. okay we had a really good year we ended the drug but i didn't want to i didn't want to just end the drug i wanted to win i was in there we were all in there so i feel like that's that's the only thing that i can think about that i would that there is more to do until we get to where we want again like every single year is being a building block for that and yeah a lot of people will say oh you guys fell out, out of the playoff but there is a lot of a lot of growing into losing sometimes so i'm excited for that Last two things for me, kind of similar, but on other ends of the spectrum. Maybe I, I see pictures of you with Kevin Durant. We talked about the Super Bowl, some of the circles you're in. Has there been a really strong, great piece of counsel or advice that someone in those shoes has given you over the years that you're like, man, 
I really appreciated that. Or Man, now that I'm living this and walking this life, now I see that and feel that a little more. I mean, obviously, I feel like I got to talk to a lot of different people that mm -hmm. are kind of in that level. And it's just cool to see, like, the the drive and the kind of similarities of a lot of our thoughts and in the way that I just feel refreshing to be able to hear somebody that, let's say, like let's Kevin Durant that have been, have been in the league for like what 15 years yep. and it was just refreshing just to, to have like a really good conversation with them and just kind of see that maybe the path that I'm in is not it's not so bad you know or like the things <laughs> that I'm doing is not so bad so I feel like eventually I want to be able to like be at the same spot just kind of like keep passing it along for the next guy yeah pass that baton and then on the flip side when we see a Felnine Celestine Right, we see uh, Colt Emerson. We see these young, talented guys. Do they reach out to you? Do you reach out to them in a similar vein? I just feel like every time I every time I can share something with them, I will always talk. You know, because yeah. I feel like I know, I know firsthand what it feels like to be eager for like knowing more, like learn more, and like just what is what is the next step to kind of like keep going forward, and yeah, every every single time that I can talk to them, I always can like try to share something with them. Felding's pretty good, huh? <laughs> Nobody can see the face that Julio's making right now. It's the same thing people used to do about Julio. Yeah. Right? They just sort of chuckle me like, yeah, you're not supposed to be Because we've do heard that. some things, right, from people that. We've heard he's pretty talented. No, mm -hmm. he's definitely really good. I'm excited to see what he's going to do on this side, too. He sure got yeah. the baseball build, man. He looks like a ball player. <laughs> yep, I know yeah. that. All right, Julio, last thing. This year, we got to keep you away from these little scuffles. We we got to make sure that you know you're not bear hugging people. We don't need any punches thrown. How are we going to stay away from uh, from the drama this year? I mean, I just feel like I'm not. It's not that I, I I'm I'm not a big you're drama a peace, person. You're a peacemaker. I'm a peacemaker. Right. But at the same time, you know, it's just I'm with my team, and whatever comes with that, like whatever it needs to be done, we're going to do it regardless. You know? All right, let me just confess. I just totally lied. I love it. It is my uh, absolute yeah, favorite. No. I like when things yeah. get a little a yeah. little intense out there. It's fun. It's good for the game. Yeah, it's not even that it's good for the game. This is my team. You know, Darn This right. is our teammates. I feel like we, we grind together every time. You know, we're here. We're fighting against, along, along each other. So... I feel like whatever needs to be done, I'm, I'm going to do it. And that's just the type of guy I am. Aside of anything, that I just rep I'm, I'm with these guys. And it. whoever's on the other side, they got to be respectful, you know. Like, if you want to beat us, beat us with the game. Don't try to do any funny stuff. I love it, man. I love that so much. <laughs> it's pretty good being Julio Rodriguez, isn't it? <laughs> It's high. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you go be Julio somewhere else. Thank you so much. Right, we appreciate time, you sitting man. down and giving us some of that valuable time. Go manage it, and uh, we'll talk to you hopefully soon. All right. Thank you, guys. There you go. It's I being Julio. I uh, hope you can tell what a what an incredible superstar he really is. There are not many like him. There are not many that are as thoughtful. There are not many that are as athletic. There are not many that think about the game. There are not many that care about the fans the way that he does. He really is a special player, and uh, we're pretty lucky to get to watch him every day in Seattle. We have a couple hours left here in the desert. We're having a great time. We'll dig into some stuff we've seen next. Brock and Salt, Seattle Sports on 710, Seattle Sports. Sports.com.